Joga Benito, Nogamit, Yalpal, Kualon Kafa, Bola Sepak. Whatever you call it, football is the world game. And 32 nations are descending on Russia in search of the ultimate prize. Argentina, Brazil, Germany, England. These are countries that have held the World Cup aloft. But this show isn't about those countries. This show is about the dark horses, the long shots, the battlers with a fistful of hope and a heart full of pride. This is Metallica, colon, minnows versus the world. Colon, roundabout to Russia. Hello and welcome to Medallica colon Minnows versus the World colon Roundabout to Russia. Yes. Rick, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm very good. I'm very excited to be in the booth slash dungeon. Absolutely. With you tonight. It's fantastic. Today, it's... whatever day the people <laughs> are listening to it. We're so close to the World Cup now that you can basically taste it, or yeah. perhaps that is just the lingering musk Yo, it's that so makes up this room. It's so close you could wave to it. <laughs> We're fucking pumped because. In only a matter of days, mm. Australia finally begin their much vaunted World Cup campaign yes. against France. Yes. And that's what we're here to dissect, unpack, look at, observe. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. You're looking at me for more words. I've had a few beers. Great. <laughs> I was not picking up what you were putting down. Yeah, no, that's completely fine. I'm glad that we're doing this. Which is great, right? So I, I guess the, the first thing, the first stop on this train, uh, of which I've obviously left out numerous carriages in, uh, will be how did how did these teams get to, to where they are? Because they're obviously playing each other. It's the first game Australia's going to be playing, and France will be playing because that's what game one is in the group stage. And, uh, well, they haven't had the, the smoothest of rides, have they, mate? Oh, wow. It's a, if you're talking about this as a train, then it is barely on the rails. Yeah. It is being driven by a drunk and it's just bar carriages. We're driving it. <laughs> so, oh, you sound not well. I know. So, I'm just going to run you through a couple of soccer powerhouses mm. that Australia has come up against in the road to Russia, as some people call it, but we're calling it quite uh, clearly the roundabout to Russia because it's taken so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. So, Kyrgyzstan, mm. Bangladesh, giants of the world game, Tajikistan, fantastic, Thailand, okay, Syria, mm-hmm. mm. war-torn hellscape, go on, yep, uh, Iraq, sea above, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, yikes, not touching that one, no. Uh, and then you've got like Jordan. So I'm going to tell you what happened. Basically, the country or the guy? Just a bloke. <laughs> Sur- MJ comes out of retirement. <laughs> Surprisingly, we lost to him. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yuck. All right. So Australia, in the process of qualifying, fisted the following countries. Yeah. Kyrgyzstan, ranked 92nd. I would expect that. Bangladesh, ranked 194th. Yeah. Tajikistan ranked 119th. These are all things that I would expect. That is all. We then drew with everyone. It was wait, fucking draw such as (laughs) such as Thailand. No. Ranked 122nd. Ugh. Iraq, ranked 89th. No. Saudi Arabia, ranked 67th. Ugh. Syria, ranked 73rd. Jesus. We uh, lost to Jordan, ranked 110th. <laughs> Japan, ranked 61st. Was it, was it like a national holiday in Jordan when that happened? <laughs> oh, it, mate, everybody must have gone, I'm pulling what you Aussies call a sickie. <laughs> 
telling my boss to get fucked. Uh, Norway, ranked 53rd. Japan, ranked 61st. Um, Honduras, we drew with, ranked 62nd. Uh, wow. Yeah. But it gets better from there. Right. Because in the friendlies that meant nothing, <laughs> we have torn it up. <laughs> okay, yeah. We've drawn with Colombia, who are ranked 16th. That's, yeah, okay, cool. We've drawn with Chile, ranked 9th. Nice. We have beat the Czech Republic, ranked 46th. Yeah, that was that was actually a rout, wasn't it? Yeah, 4-zip. Four, four Damn! We have beat Hungary 2-1. Okay. They're ranked 51st. And act, mm. we only lost to Germany, who are ranked 1st. Three two. Wow. So you look at those and say, you know what? Maybe things are all gonna be okay until you just take one layer of the detail and peel it back and you realise that underneath those floorboards are termites. <laughs> <laughs> underneath those layers are a rotten onion. <laughs> because Germany Three goals were scored in that match by Germany. None of those players made the World Cup squad, but oh. we were fielding our A grade. Oh, no. Uh, Hungary. I watched that game. I stayed up till 2am. <laughs> it was a couple of days ago. Of those three goals that were scored in that match, two of those were own goals. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I imagine the highlight, low lights were had fucking Benny Hill music over the top of it. Mate. Our only legitimate goal was scored by Daniel Azani, who came on and just like hit it kind of sweet, but it just went towards the goalkeeper, who kind of looked at it, belly flopped, and it just went through him. It was was like watching someone who'd never seen a football going, I think this thing jumps up real high when it gets close to you. That is probably one of the most Australian things you could ever do. I'm going to take this thing and put it through you. <laughs> be, it a, be it a football, a glass, a fist, <laughs> oh, no. or any other any part, other of, part anatomy. of your body. Uh, so the other, <laughs> the other side of that was Australia's backup goalie has, uh, has come on, who is a dead ringer for Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he is standing there on his own line. Ball comes into Australia's penalty area. And for some reason, we decided, you know what's a great thing to do? Head it as hard as possible back at the goalie, but like wide of him from point blank range. <laughs> How is that ever going to play out any other way? Uh, well, all I, look, thank God they did it now. Because, I oh. mean, the, the, the stalwart goalkeeper of, of your... Uh, Mark Schwarzer made an absolute howler in that Japan game in tw- in 2006 where oh, he yeah. went up and tried to spoil it fucking <laughs> Brendan Goddard style doing a full Statue of Liberty and it went right over him bounced twice <gasps> gently into the net oh uh, the other the other one that everybody remembers is uh Zelko uh Kalak's mistake oh, against yuck. Croatia <laughs> <laughs> Which was so yuck, but his dad was so happy. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> That's where it's at. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's not exactly like Australia has had to uh, go the hard route, like uh, 
European countries or South American countries. Oh, man. You've, Chile, ranked ninth in the world, missed out because it is just a fucking knife fight to get <laughs> out of South America. <laughs> Not a metaphorical one, a, a literal, literal one. one. <laughs> All players carry the knives. Yeah, and how's that last group that we had to get through? Honduras, Syria, Japan. And you go, look, the Japanese aside... This is a bit of a war-torn yeah. fuckscape, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's how we've gotten to this point. Right. And in the process, we <laughs> absolutely cannoned a head coach. <laughs> we packed him into a <laughs> into a novelty circus cannon, <laughs> and Ange Postacoglu <laughs> got shot into the sun. <laughs> and, uh, and, and according to everybody, they were like, well, he bloody needed to be... <laughs> Yeah, totally. The dude only won you the Asian Cup in 2015. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, absolutely. Could, could also have been another guy. I don't know. I don't know anything about football. But I'll tell you this. France, they haven't had the, the best preparation either. I'm not going to go as far back as you. Uh, I'm just saying... So, Four years. But, <laughs> yuck. Um, I'm just going to go back to, to what they've done recently. I think they've done the complete opposite where they've torched the field uh, on, en route to, to get into the World Cup. They just had their most recent friendly. They drew one all with the US. So people are tugging their collars big time and going, Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. And the, so the, the, the French coach, he was an old French player, the, uh, Didier Deschamps, uh, he, he praised the Australian team, but like absolutely tore Ange Postacoglu a, a new one in the process. <laughs> Kick him while he's down, Didier. He was like, yeah. Australia are actually pretty formidable now, much better than what they used to be. Oh, it was just like it was just like, yeah, they're way better now. I reckon he's just playing mind games. I reckon <laughs> he knows better than anyone that Aussies crumble under non-existent but somehow perceived <laughs> pressure and expectation by saying that Australia are a chance. I reckon he's gaining the psychological edge. <laughs> <laughs> and to that, I say what they do in Deschamps' native country. Touche, my friend. Touche. <laughs> oh, so I was reading an ESPN uh, preview because, let's face it, we know fucking nothing. Um, <laughs> trying to get some semblance of knowledge. And... It's amazing because this is... <laughs> we, try, we try to get semblance of knowledge. They're just writing run-of-the-mill articles. And we're, we're looking at them like they're actual truth they're bombs. truth bombs. <laughs> well, this is, this is when I went, you know what? We're not the only people that know nothing. Because <laughs> It's like the Australian team in yellow. And I was like... <laughs> my, my fucking mind, mind blown. fucking blown. <laughs> So I was reading reading this thing, and it had a uh, a preview of Group C, which features the uh, the French and the Aussies, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And it says that uh, Australia, in the process of um, of qualifying, their coach Bert Van Marwick got fired, and I'm like, nope, that's the new guy. <laughs> Our old guy got fired, and and it's in. A thing where two paragraphs later they preview Australia's chances and name him as the coach, and I'm like, that is some poor <laughs> editing. <laughs> it is. Look, if, if if the amount of crying, laughing emojis <laughs> is anything to go by on the FIFA World Cup Facebook feed, <laughs> we are so fucked, and people are not taking us seriously. I think we had a look. When they did that survey of the chances of each country winning the World Cup, 
Italy had a better chance than we did. They're not even in the fucking World Cup. They've got like a 1.4% chance. We've got like 0.05. It's not even statistically significant. No, it's so not. But, uh, but yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting torn a new one online. I read something and it was, uh, <laughs> it just said that if you're looking for, uh, for who to, uh, to support, Leading into the World Cup, and it's it's written for um for Yanks, and it just says oh, right. it just says Australia's team are called the Socceroos, which is kind of like if you called the Canadian team the I'm Sorry's, and I was like, uh. Nah, guys, <laughs> you want to start throwing stones? We will dead set put a brick through you. <laughs> we came to the World Cup. <laughs> we are going to take this ball and put it through you. <laughs> We're we from came- fucking Australia, <laughs> god damn it. We came to the World Cup to play soccer and fuck shit up, and we're all, all out, out of soccer. soccer. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Right, okay. So, let's have a look at who is going to be fronting up. For uh, both teams. Actually, actually, just before we look at that, I was <laughs> reading this thing about... Uh, the Aussie training ground because they've just moved into their uh, their digs for the for the World Cup, mm. and so I'm reading this article, and effectively, one it has a picture of uh, <laughs> it has a picture of Milojendak standing <laughs> at the front of a plane, an Air Bucharest plane, uh, looking like he's in a rented suit. <laughs> <laughs> and has been made to stand there by his dad. <laughs> we will post this on our Facebook, but he does not look like he's having fun. It looks like a Tinder profile that has been stitched from a fucking stock photo of a plane and him being a groomsman at a mate's wedding <laughs> after 10 beers. So, they've <laughs> landed in Kazan, which is their home base, and it's also the site of their World Cup opener with France. And Makes this, sense. And this this is where it gets uh, a little bit fucked because the Aussies are basing themselves out of the Trudovier Reserve <laughs> Stadium. That's, that's, that's how you say it. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. That's how you say it. <laughs> so, so Rick, one more time. <laughs> It's the Trudovier Reserve. <laughs> is this Kazan, France, is it? Sure. <laughs> so, pronunciation aside, Rig, what, what would you assume that uh, a stadium that a soccer side is going to prepare at would have? Uh, grass? Yeah, you'd assume that, wouldn't you? Oh, Unfortunately, what? this is the home to Russian ice hockey champion Akbar's <laughs> Kazan. <laughs> what? Australia's prep is, is ice is ball. Ice- <laughs> <laughs> Look, when Bert Van Melkwijk said, I want the Aussies to play on ice, <laughs> he meant crystal meth. <laughs> we'll, tra- <laughs> we'll play the way we've been training in Australia on crystal meth. Why do you think I trained you in Broken Hill? <laughs> Legit, their, their home base is an ice hockey rink. 
we are either trolling everybody or Bert is actually a sleeper agent for Peru, Denmark and France. And the best part of it is that Football Federation Australia also successfully petitioned FIFA to stay at the facility, which fucking surprisingly was not one of the organising committee's recommended training places. (laughs) They opt for things like, I don't know, grass... (laughs) <laughs> access to air, not not an ice rink. Are they training like kids after the footy, just kicking it in hallways <laughs> as people walk around them? <laughs> I think I think it's like that dodgeball thing. It's like if you can play on ice, you can play on any surface. Imagine how good you'll be on grass. <laughs> now stud up, you pussies. <laughs> Get on that ice. <laughs> Should have seen Tom Urich. He was tearing it up on the ice. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. All, All right. right. Uh, Let's look at these fucking players. Right. Let's look at both teams. <laughs> at both sides. Uh, Who do you want to start off with? Do you want to start off with the French? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's start off with the French. We've uh, we've done a lot of lot of studying here over the last three beers, sorry hours, and we <laughs> we uh, we're 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 looking we're looking the goods, aren't we? What? Uh, how about how about we start in the back, mate? All right. So the goalkeeper. Yep. Ninety eight caps. Hugo Loris. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's going to be like, it's classic French where you don't pronounce any of the letters. <laughs> it's just like Hugo Rory or something like that. Hugo Rory. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're just calling him Hugo Loris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else have we got? Hugo oh. Slow Loris. <laughs> Slow Loris. Um, Benjamin Mendy. Now, if he was mm. in the Australian side, his nickname would be the fucking handyman. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I assume though there's like Benjamin Mondi as in I don't like Mondis because <laughs> he lives for the weekends when he can tear it up with his mistress. Oh, he's just so French. <laughs> he's all about five to seven. Uh, what else we got? Uh, uh, Blaze McWeedy. Yep. Which I, who I'm nicknaming the public servant. Because his name is literally Blaze McWeedy. <laughs> or Spliffy Hotbox, which then <laughs> becomes 4.20, becomes the time that uh, council workers immediately knock off, becomes oh. the public servant. Uh, I'm, I'm liking Presnel Kimpembe, a.k.a. the Presnelident, because he was <laughs> oh, yuck. because he was found to have a mistress and no one cared, not even his wife. <laughs> All right, let's address the elephant in the room, which is the <laughs> the Breast Brothers, <laughs> or, or, or as we've dubbed them, the Bras, <laughs> which is Samuel Umtiti <laughs> and Alphonse Ariola, <laughs> which I guarantee the French do not know is funny. <laughs> no, because it's normal. <laughs> I'm also liking the fancy footwork of defenseman Lucas Hernandez, aka the Frenchman, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna call uh, Ariola the pepperoni slice. <laughs> for obvious the reasons. saucepan. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. The dish. Um, 
So, legit, this is a quote from uh, ESPN again, which is just proving to be one of the least useful sources of World Cup knowledge. But the Since be- us. <laughs> the best, because they have no editor. Uh, he was quoted as being able to read the game as if it were a children's book. How is that a compliment? <laughs> It's, I don't even know what that means. Like, all that's done is confuse me. <laughs> oh, okay, let's... The, the, the mids, Paul Pogba, he's a big name in football, apparently. So, A.K.A. Pog Day Afternoon, A.K.A. Pogs, but my favourite one, Tarzo. <laughs> I just want to call him Tarzo. All right, Tarzo, that'll, that'll be Pogba. Yeah. Um, uh, Florian Thalvin... Uh, which is... <laughs> That's definitely not how you say it. Salvin. Yeah. <laughs> He's the pharmacist. He'd, he'd... You look at his name written down. <laughs> and he clearly professionally makes Viagra additives or at least knockoffs. <laughs> um, Some kind I of w- thoracic pneumonia yeah. med. <laughs> you know I'd walk a thousand miles. All <laughs> uh, oh, right, so he's the proclaimer. He is, and... <laughs> That was a Vanessa Carlton track I was doing, actually. <laughs> what about... Yeah, it's no 500 miles plus 500 miles. <laughs> equals Vanessa Equal Carlton. Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> Proclaimers. <laughs> Times two algebraically. <laughs> equal Vanessa Carlton. N'Golo Kante, a.k.a. Kante's Inferno. <laughs> because he sets the field alight, as well as the dance floor of the club with his mistress. <laughs> So many mistress themes. There's a, there's a name that anybody who's been uh, a fan of our Olympics coverage would know. Yeah. And that is Jibril Sidibe. Yeah. <laughs> who yes. we are nicknaming the Judoka <laughs> after his namesake, Burkina Farsan 100 kg Judoka Rashid, Rashid. Sidibe. Oh, that's the best. Bonjour, Rashid. Yeah, bonjour. <laughs> All right, what about Corentin Tolisso, a.k.a. Tolisso Joan Hart, a.k.a. Tolisso, do these options again. Please press star. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Kalian Mbappe or uh, Bib Mbappe <laughs> for our Korean fans. <laughs> Antoine Greetsman up forward, a.k.a. the sleeper agent, <laughs> a.k.a. inside job, <laughs> a.k.a. the grease man. He, he, he literally just translates to the grease man. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, that's the French. That's <laughs> Yes. That's the French. It is. The Aussies. Mm. My lord. <laughs> Starting from the back, would you do the honours? <laughs> May God have mercy on our souls. I will start from the back because in in a team of uh, interesting last names, we are held from the very back, the rear end Charlie of the team, Matt Ryan or the People's Tradie. Legit the most Aussie name. He's it. I don't know how he ended up playing soccer because there's no chance that he wasn't a rugby league forward. Oh, absolutely. The Plumpton Plumber. That's, <laughs> he's all over it. Far out. Yeah. How you go? So, defenders, I've got Aziz Behitch, aka the Behitch is back, <laughs> aka Behitch better have my money. 
<laughs> AKA Aziz the Man Sari, starring in Master of Run. <laughs> AKA got 99 problems, but Bahich ain't one because he may not make the side. Other defenders include Mark Milligan, who I'm just nicknaming the brick. Because if there's one bet you want to make this World Cup, it's that Mark Milligan definitely gets carded. Uh, I just called him the Irish boxer. AKA Marky Mark in The Fighter. He, A.K.A. the Dublin Destroyer. He loves this game, mostly because he hates that he can't use his hands, but loves that he can use his head. <laughs> Who else have we got? We've got Trent Punchy Sainsbury. <laughs> oh, that was always going to be it punchy. It was always going to be it. And That's you, punchy. He was actually, no joke, I, was, I read this the other day, one of his teammates called him, and I quote, our Rolls Royce at the back. Oh. What does that say about other world-class defenders? Like, they are Ferraris. Therefore, I'm changing Trent's name to the Datsun. Good, good value for money. Dependable. Gets you from A to B. Yeah, the Datsun. One of them definitely drives that. We do not pay our football as much. Uh, I'm, a, I'm loving Matt German, who I'm nicknaming the Berlin Wall. <laughs> I, I've got Daniel can't stop Azani. <laughs> Unlike the Adani coal mine, opponents want him to stop, but he will not. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, so he's twenty years younger than Tim Cahill. I wonder if Timmy <laughs> saw him as Azani walked into the locker room for the first time. Was like my, my son. son! <laughs> uh, uh, we have. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> Robbie Cruz, whose nickname is just Princess or the Titanic. <laughs> cruising for a bruising. <laughs> Speed 2 cruise control. He's my man. Aaron Moy. A.K.A. Yeah, the Moys. <laughs> A.K.A. Voldemort. <laughs> Bloke looks like a fucking prison racist. <laughs> and Australia will want to hope he curb stomps the opposition. <laughs> And commits dead set hate crimes against the back of the net. <laughs> oh, the skipper, Millie Edenak, who I'm calling the Balkan Barista. <laughs> I was I was just gonna call him the Melee High Club. <laughs> Oh, shit, that is amazing. Oh, okay, Tommy Urich, who I'm calling the yoga. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was Urich, so I wrote it that way. I thought it was Tommy Urich, a.k.a. the scratcher. <laughs> a.k.a. invasion of the body scratchers. <laughs> a.k.a. TJ, a.k.a. turkey jizz. <laughs> Urichy and scratchy. Oh. All right, uh. Massimo Luongo, who I'm just calling the hammer. <laughs> Basically for his enormous appendage. <laughs> well, I'm sort of on the same line. Massimo Luongo, just looking at it, I called him the big lizard, which I assume is a direct translation. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Fuck. All right. Timmy Cahill. Yeah. I've got the people's pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> or I've got... The Millwall Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I've got 
<laughs> I've got <laughs> Dimitri Petratos, aka Skippy. <laughs> Uh, as well as Dimi Hendrix, <laughs> as well as Teachers Petratos, <laughs> as well as Chicken Dimpies, because he throws shapes on the field. Oh, oh my God. Longbow. <laughs> Such a longbow. All of them are so long. Matthew the Big Brecky Lecky, because he's the full package. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right. I had too much fun doing this. Oh, there we go. That is both sides oh. ahead of this upcoming match. Expecting big things from all those players. Oh. And we... Especially <laughs> Skippy. Get a wait for that shit. Oh. Good old 420. That's it. <laughs> the public servant. Alrighty. Well, there's only one thing left to do. And that is to look at why... Australia, because it's quite a storied uh, rivalry. Sure is. The Australia-France rivalry. Yeah. Just look at why and how this has come about. Mm. Because there are direct reasons. We're a proud nation. We are. And we don't hold grudges unnecessarily. Uh, we don't. No. No. Are you we okay? are. We're a, we're a normal, balanced decision-making Rational, nation. Rational, level-headed. Yeah. We definitely don't. Create a bandwagon and jump on it or get on somebody else's <laughs> nah. that's already existing that has no seats left. So, let's go from the top. Rig, why do Australia hate France? Well, I can tell you for one thing, this is something that the French have nailed. French people are all about cheese. Yeah. Okay, they're all about wine. Yeah. And of course, they're about their national sport, adultery. <laughs> so, <laughs> every... <laughs> Every president from Charles de Gaulle has been rumoured or actually found to have a mistress. Like, this is par for the course for French people. Yeah. Like, it is so normal. Yeah. I just imagine the day-to-day to-do list for a Frenchman would be like, pick up milk, drop off car to be serviced, fuck the boss's wife, <laughs> buy wine for dinner, bring laptop home from work. Just like super, super every day. Yeah. And that list is then put on the fridge where the wife can see. Yeah, it's, exactly. just, it's public knowledge. And she's just like, also get bread. Yeah. It's so ingrained that when current French President Emmanuel Macron came to Australia for a visit recently, he thanked Malcolm Turnbull in a conference, press conference, by saying, for your hospitality, thanks to you and your delicious wife. <laughs> hide your kids, hide <laughs> your wives, because they fucking air everybody out <laughs> here. I reckon Lucy Turnbull almost slid off her seat. <laughs> Macron's wife is probably like, uh, that's Emmanuel, it's what he does. <laughs> well, it's weird that you, that you say that it's public knowledge and that it's just a the most French thing because there's a phrase in French that is called les cinq à sept, which means the five to seven. Like, it's it's just a phrase that effectively means between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., French men go from work to visit their mistresses, then go home to their families. Oh, that's fucked. It's super fucked, but it's referenced <laughs> in literature, in movies. It's a real thing. Oh, my God. It's an actual thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like uh, in Canada, yeah, in, in Quebec French, yeah. Le Sancasset means a social gathering with friends or colleagues. And in France, it means the time that a piece of shit guy <laughs> has to spend with his side hoe. 
<laughs> which just shows the difference between the Canadians and the French. Yeah. <laughs> just in all manners. They didn't inherit absolutely everything. <laughs> Do you have a reason why Australia, why we should hate France? Yeah, look, the French language is one of their proudest things. They're all about it. <laughs> they love it. They fucking love it. And they hate when you misuse it. <laughs> Which you always, always do. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So I was studying French in year eight. That g- gobsmacks me. <laughs> it, it should. <laughs> I was studying in year eight, and we went on an expedition to a place in the city called Alliance Francaise. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as I like to call it, the language prisoner of war camp. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone in Sydney... Or I think it's an Australia-wide thing right. that has ever been to Alliance Francais. You will know that it is a piece of shit, bullshit <laughs> lie where even though you're a kid, a croissant is 50 fucking bucks. <laughs> like a, an airport and a movie theatre fucked and came out with a pricing scheme. <laughs> and you're there going, after you've been forced to sit through three hours of intensive slave labour language... <laughs> You then get led into their fucking pyramid scheme cafe where they force you to spend all of the money that you needed to get home on an overpriced baby chino or some shit. But, uh, but yeah, the language part of it, I, I think French is a great language, but I also think that there are some points at which you need to stop taking the piss if you're the French. And one of those is the word frature. That means, and this is a word that is in the French dictionary, it's a phrase that describes someone who furiously masturbates on public transport. (laughs) The fact that they have a word for that. (laughs) Like, to be be fair, we do have wanker. (laughs) But that's a multi-purpose word. Exactly. It can mean a dickhead. It doesn't have to physically mean... Someone who is <laughs> who is, who off who right is next actually to wanking, next is on a public transport. How often is this happening? That this is a word that has been entered into a dictionary, meaning that it needs to be in popular usage. Oh, I can tell you because there is a lot of Japanese porn out there <laughs> that, <laughs> that does this. I've done my research. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you have. Um, all right, what else we got? So here's here's another thing that I came upon. Our good mate Antoine Greetsman, the Grease Man, man, aka Inside Job, uh, was at a party last year. Eighties theme, classic. Yeah. What, mate? What would what would you go as as a at a nineteen eighties party? Or have you been to a nineteen eighties party? And what did you dress? Of course, Christopher Lloyd. I thought you were (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Reeves, and I was like, wasn't he dead? (laughs) No, he was. He was dead. No, you 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 go as Doc Brown. Yeah, you go as. uh, Oh, morning. Uh, it, it just get in the car, Marty. Just every, every single one of Warwick Capper's games. <laughs> so, look, I'd probably go as one of those like effeminate glam rockers with the big hair and the leather chaps. Yeah, but... it's a, it's a wig excuse. Yeah, because I go hard when it comes to costumes. Of course right? you do. But I wouldn't go as what Greetsman went as. Because do you know how I know what he went as? Because he posted a photo of it to Twitter. Two words. Harlem Globetrotter. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you know where this is going. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Blackface. Blackface who? (laughs) Blackface is not a thing that should ever be done. You're a fucking piece of shit. 
That is fucked. Twitter blew up, and his response, calm down, guys. I'm a fan of the Harlem Globetrotters and the good times. It's a tribute. What? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking idiot. At what point do you forget that that's racist? It's- because you can't. As a, as a normal human... That's at the front of mind all the time. And he didn't forget because he gets online, deletes the tweet, and then says sorry and apparently, quote, knew it was wrong. What? <laughs> Why then would you, Why do, you it? do it? I just, the weirdest fucking thing to do when most of your mates on the national team are black. Oh, you, oh. How did that first training session go? Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey, Grease Man, what's with up that black face, you fucking piece of human garbage? <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> All Are right. still okay? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> he's, he's just like, All right, Judoka, let's just calm the fuck down. <laughs> Vintage handyman. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another reason to hate France. It sure is. <laughs> and we're going to wrap up and finish up uh, this preview show. By obviously, we've got to put our money where our mouth is. Absolutely. And our mouth where our lack of knowledge is, <laughs> which we are currently doing. <laughs> so we're going to make a prediction. Yes. Once again, we don't know anything. We don't. And uh, to be fair, I don't think anybody really knows anything, which is why people do really fucked up gimmicky, gimmicky shit, like giving a fucking octopus a bunch of ping pong balls <laughs> and telling him to like put it into a fucking bucket or something. <laughs> the fuck was that, guys? It was like <laughs> Greg the octopus or some shit. <laughs> And he fucking predicted like eighty percent of the fucking results of the last World Cup or something like that. The the one, anyway, what, we hate the one for Russia is immense. <laughs> is this cat? And, <laughs> and you you look at this thing and no joke it has seen shit. Its name is Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazingly ironic. Yeah. <laughs> because should be a dead set giveaway that he is the only weakness in this entire system. <laughs> the cat uh, is the entire heel. <laughs> <laughs> he's just heel. Um, so he's the resident cat at this museum in St. Petersburg. Go and find it. He is fucking Satan personified. <laughs> <laughs> he's this white cat. He's dressed up in a red cape. <laughs> it's <laughs> so right. <laughs> and the clip, oh, the fuck. clip that I saw, they literally they've got all of the World Cup finalists up in a poster on the wall, and they're just thrusting him at the poster. <laughs> I'm like, what is he possibly going to learn from this? He looks terrified. Achilles is like, this is fucked. And a, and then they just put bowls of food in front of him and are, and are like, cool, well, pick the winners. Um, he has no pedigree in picking winners. Um, <laughs> that really does not surprise me. He's also deaf. But I, I just want the, I want that on the record. But I think I think the point is that we really hate gimmicky ways to predict the results. So here we are. <laughs> we, we are nothing if not purists. Yes. We believe in knowledge. Yes. That we don't have. Absolutely. And bringing the people's results to the people. Absolutely. Because we are always, and we've always said this, we are by the people, for, for the, the people, people, and by, by the, the people. people. Fuck. Okay. So, we came up with a method. Yes. How are we going to predict the results of the World Cup? Absolutely. I thought, who knows the most about soccer of anyone that I know? Mm. 
and I couldn't think of anyone. So I thought, <laughs> who else is near where you and I record? <laughs> <laughs> and so we settled. On my wife. <laughs> Who knows less than us. And we were inspired, really. Yeah. Because she is part of an AFL tipping comp. Yes. Yeah, at, at her place of work. Exactly. She tips based on uh, the colours <laughs> that she likes, <laughs> but comes up with elaborate <laughs> lies... <laughs> Around why she has actually picked them and tries to defend her, her decisions. It was like not West Coast Eagles because there was this woman Diane I used to work with and she was a bitch. <laughs> so not West Coast. It's basically that. But uh, Katie won a round of tipping. She got a she got nine out of nine, <laughs> and it was a round in which basically all the upsets happened. Yeah, and she's in this work tipping comp, and people were sending her messages going. What the actual fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How did you possibly tip Carlton? <laughs> but she she uh she has a nickname, an affectionate nickname that you have for her. Absolutely. She's uh my nickname for her is Crackle. And so we came up with a segment. Yeah. And we're gonna run with this throughout the World Cup. All of the results. <laughs> and it's gonna be called Crackle the Clairvoyant, where we effectively don't ever tell Katie why we're calling her or asking, <laughs> or these, asking bizarre these weird questions. questions. But the first time we did it was tonight, and this is how it sounds. I just called her, and instead of putting it on speaker, I put it on fucking mute. So my, <laughs> my wife has just picked up, and then I seen that it was on mute, freaked out, and hung up. <laughs> All right, let's go again. Hey, okay. Pick a colour, blue or yellow. Blue. Pick a number between one and five. Three. Now pick another number. <laughs> between one and five. Yep. Two. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Crackle. <laughs> right, there it is. <laughs> Australia are going to lose to France 3-2, <laughs> according... <laughs> To the Oracle <laughs> of <laughs> Russia 2018. <laughs> Your wife, wife, who knows the exact same about World Cup football as we, we do. do. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, there you go. You know what we, you know what we're going to do? What? Because Crackle's going to predict the results of uh, all of the World Cup matches. <laughs> yep. I think there's like 60 of them. <laughs> She's going to fucking hate us. <laughs> okay. So, we are anti-gambling. Yep. But we are pro-punting. Yes. So, what we're going to do is put $10 on the exact score that Crackle predicts <laughs> for each match. <laughs> And at the end of the oh World Cup, we will have not six hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, <Or> so bad! <laughs> you wait because we're doing a post-show for this match, yeah, uh, and every Australian match. So as soon as the match finishes, we are jumping straight in the booth. Yeah, 
we will have been live tweeting and live drinking. Drinking. <laughs> we'll be drinking like real live boys, <laughs> and we'll get in the booth and record a rap show. Uh, not a like where we rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. That's right. That's what I was going to say. We don't record another show until after the opening ceremony of the World Cup. Yeah. So, Robbie Williams. Yes. He famously made a song called Party Like a Russian. Yeah. Which it is gross. Yep. We'll just play you a quick snippet of it. Ain't no shooting, no disputing. I'm a modern rescue. Some contract disputes to some brutes in Labutin. At Kaifalum, while my boys put the boots in. What the actual fuck? So fucked. And it's just, it's littered with stereotypes. Yeah. And also, it's really offensive to Russians. Oh, it's it's so offensive. And the thing I love about this is that they were like, especially like one of the lyrics was just like talking about making a shit ton of money and opening up your own space station. Yep. And everyone's like, is this about the president? And he's like, this is definitely not about Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been invited to sing at the opening ceremony <laughs> of the Russia 2018 World so Cup. Much. You know what this is? It's the same as the German guy who pulled the pin on all of the doping shit. <laughs> They're getting everyone in the one place. <laughs> they have taken out all their enemies at once. And how's this? I love after the party like a Russian thing. He basically was like, okay, it wasn't meant to be full of stereotypes. It was just heaps of fun. And then, as a gesture of good f- goodwill oh, and good faith, fucked. he volunteered to represent Russia at, at Eurovision. Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I know. Oh. I know. I'll make this right. I just don't Eurovision. Get, I just don't get how the least talented member of Take That and fucking Penner, author of songs that I'm pretty sure are just football chants with melodies. <laughs> suddenly gets a fucking one-way, and it is one-way ticket, to Russia to perform at the opening ceremony in the largest global audience. You know when you're a piece of shit has-been that hasn't made an album in 15 years and that people refer to jokingly as an addict? (laughs) When you get a ticket to the World Cup to perform, uh, it's a bullshit trap. (laughs) It is of the highest order an assassin's ticket. It is a Shannon Noel level troll. <laughs> anyway, that is all we have time for. We're just going to quickly tell you how you can get in touch with us because from here on, we are basically every couple of days is something coming out. For some of it, it's just consecutive days. This schedule takes no fucking prisoners. It is bizarre. <laughs> we don't know when stuff is happening. <laughs> also, if Australia gets their shit together what the and fuck somehow, are we going to do? somehow bumfucks their way out of the group stage, then we are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we have our no plan. S- our schedule is literally under construction. <laughs> so much yellow tape. <laughs> But if you guys, if you guys want to get amongst, uh, all the other stuff that we're doing outside, make sure to follow us at Gus and Rig, all one word, or Gus and Rig on, uh, on Instagram. Gusandrig. Gusandrig. Uh, or you could uh, actually go onto the Gus and Rig group on Facebook, which exists. It's a thing. Um, but also give us a like on our Metallica page. Just search Metallica. It's exactly like Metallica the band, but with a D. A real hard D. And so if you need anything or if you want to get in contact with us, 
uh, make sure to get to us through those channels. I like that you say if you need anything, like people are just, that's, just going that's to the shops. Asking people I'm going to the shops to Shannon Knoll level troll us. I'm going to the shops. Do you need anything? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the bread, you adultery fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got time for. <laughs> Cheers, guys.